This is Molly Obamswin, and you're listening to KXSF FM 102.5, San Francisco, or unceded Ramaytush Ohlone territory. This is the Frequency Uplift in the house one more time. And to begin, a little Thomas Fujiwara. And thanks to our Frequency partners, KSFP, San Francisco Public Press, for holding it down for the last six hours. And now you have us. San Francisco Community Radio in the house and on the FM, well, until 4 p.m., but always streaming at kxsf.fm, switching off with our community partners, San Francisco Public Press. Thanks to them, and thanks to you all for coming along, excited for this uh, beginning and this day on Earth, and an interview with amazing First Nations musician Molly Obamsuin, but more on that in a little bit.
KXSF LP, San Francisco 102.5 FM. Streaming the World Wide Web at KXSF.FM. Frequency uplift in the house. Thanks for coming along. A propulsive beginning and middle and probably to the end. In the back, the J. Iyer from this 2009 release. J.I.R. Uh, trio on ACT Music. The album Historicity. The track Dogon A.D., a Julius Hemphill track. We began before this with Sarathi Korwar from the Kalak album on the Leaf label. Utopia is a colonial project. And the amazing U.S. drummer Thomas Fujiwara before that out of 2023 and out of your head record swelter began this morning and and good morning greetings from unceded ramai tushaloni territory here in the beautiful city of bayview in a beautiful morning we come back and finish this we want to let you know to begin that old jerusalem is proud to underwrite kxsf 102.5 FM, a small, family-owned Mediterranean restaurant with a beautiful, heated, outdoor patio. Old Jerusalem is 16 years in the heart of the mission, maybe 17 now. Their West Bank cuisine is a traditional spread of Middle Eastern delights, ranging from lamb, mansaf, shawarma, kebabs, to vegetarian dishes like falafel and homemade hummus. Plus, their famous dessert, kunafa, made in-house on a traditional cast iron griddle. You can check them out at www.oldjerusalem.co or visit at 2966 Mission at 26. At 20, yeah, 26. Two blocks from 24th Street Bart in San Francisco. Thank you, Old Jerusalem, for your continued support of the Frequency Uplift in KXSF LP San Francisco. And we'll just carry on with this. Excited again. Stay tuned around the 11 o'clock hour. Having an interview with Molly Abamsawin there. Amazing music, Sweet Tooth. A great jazz suite uh, dealing with themes of colonialism, with themes of indigenous resistance. But more on that. We'll get deep into that. But some more music just to begin the morning. And to begin finishing out with Dogman AD. Thanks for tuning in. Frequency uplifted effect.
Host of Creeping Death Radio Show, one hour of heavy metal every other Thursday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. on KXSF 102.5 FM, San Francisco, spanning all genres of the heavy metal spectrum. Tune in, turn it up to 10, and get to banging. And remember, if it ain't heavy, it ain't Creeping Death. Indeed, as always, tune into The Creep every other Thursday. I think we had him this last Thursday, so you might have to wait two weeks for Creeping Death, and followed by Crowd Out Loud, DJ Meta, all the great shows you can hear here at KXSFLP San Francisco 102.5 FM and indeed here we are, in the back and we have a little sample from uh Morocco and Hungary is Saeed Chalaban, but uh, come back to that. I want to let you know what you heard. In the back, classic. That would, of course, be <laughs> evidence, evidence indeed, from Thelonious in action, Thelonious Monk Quartet from back in 1958. Date myself, Johnny, the, the great tenor sax player, Johnny Griffin, and on bass, Ahmed Abdul Malik, Roy Haynes on drums. It seems a shame to put that in the back, but uh, maybe we'll dig more of that out later in the show. But uh, yeah, we heard, just heard from new music from the Ethnic Heritage Ensemble, Khalil Al Jabaz. Yeah, Khalil El-Zabar. I'm sorry. I knew I messed that up somehow. And uh, new music from him uh, out of Chicago and out of Spirit Muse Records. Open Me, the track. Before that, More Mother. New music from the upcoming full release. We heard the track, All the Money. Featuring Alia Al-Sultani on that track on Anti-Epitaph. And back at the break with Vijayar Dogon AD, the trio. From back in 2009. Uh, yeah. 
Again, carry on and uh, let you know that uh, KXSF is excited to keep hosting our live in-studio releases, our sessions every Sunday, uh, 3 to 4 p.m. Uh, we got one coming up and some more in the, in the can and in the works, but uh, do turn in th- uh, on March 10th for Milk for the Angry. And if you want to play live here on the station, give us a call or give us a line, really. KXSF Live at KXSF.FM. And while you're there, if you can, hit that donate button. Definitely needing your support through through these hard times. But uh, why don't we carry on? Thanks for tuning in. This is the Frequency Uplift. We're going to play... That track that we started with, Saeed Chalaban, out of uh, an amazing uh, Ginawa musician. But maybe we'll say more about that at the next break. His cohorts from from Hungary, from Budapest, where he lived uh, the the past mm, at least 15 years, um, creating the great band Chalaba, traveling uh, back to North Africa and collaborating with musicians there on this new EP coming out, uh, just out actually today, um, Saeed Chalaban. We're going to hear the track Harama, KXSF LP, San Francisco, 102.5 FM. <laughs>
KXSFLP San Francisco 102.5 FM. This is from the TP Orchestra. Polly Ridmo.
We have made it through the struggle We destroyed the pain and sorrow There's no sky for limitations All I asked for Maybe we could live our dreams together If you stay with me forever Life too short and time is priceless I won't let you go Now I see And that was new music out of Cuba and Puerto Rico now. The great uh, Cuban singer Demi Erosina putting out new music. A full release, I believe, out today, in fact. Uh, the full one. That was from Alchemy. A, as it sounds, a Yoruban word for alchemy for that synergistic creation Lots of lovely love songs and songs of struggle from Demi Erosina on Alchemy. We heard uh, To Die and Live Again. Look at that. 
We'll answer that in a moment when we're off mic. Uh, before that, uh, a tribute in part to the wonderful bassist Gustav Bento. Heard just recently that he passed and the mainstay bassist in uh, orchestra polyrhythmo one of the greatest bands of west africa's golden era of golden era of afrofunk um, popularizing the rhythms and melody of benin's between religion polyrhythmo definitely gave Fela Kuti a run for their money in the 70s and 80s. The Tout Puissant Orchestra Polyrhythmo de Cotonou. We heard the track from their uh, release, the Skeletal, well, the, the compilation release that they toured behind, actually, um, including Gustav um, back in the early 20, in 2013, I guess. Uh, we heard Ajiromi Kavakafon before that. Berkeley's own Samora Pinderhuses Rise Up, featuring Emmanuel Wilkins on sax from his grief release of 2022. Uh, then before that, new music from Anushka Shankar, New Dawn, a single just out. Uh, and back at the last break, as we talked about the great, um, the great uh, Moroccan and uh, musician. Sayed Tichiti Sayed, and his new release, uh, based on travels he did back home to uh, to his uh, home uh, in in Hungary to uh, the place in southern Morocco, Guilim, the Gate of the Desert, Guilmin, the Gate of the Desert, um, and yeah, we heard the track. Jarema Wonderful Gnawa and Fusion Groove there. Back at the last break, I want to let you know that the Riptide is celebrating 19 years of providing live entertainment to the Sunset District. They survived the fire and the pandemic and they're ready to serve. They have live music on Saturday and Sunday with featured acts like Bluegrass Night every second Sunday, honky-tonk music on the first Sunday, and so much more, including regular Fridays with some of your KXSF DJs. So check that out. Listings of other programmings uh, can be found, DJ dance parties, karaoke Tuesdays, monthly trivia, all of that can be found on the schedule at riptidesf.com. The Riptide is 21 plus and located at 36. 39 Terravel Street. Hopping on the L will take visitors right to the Riptide. Thank you, Riptide, for supporting KXSF, San Francisco Community Radio. And it is exactly noon. Snuck that one in right on the right on the hour. And uh, this is KXSF LP, San Francisco, 102.5 FM. And going to be excited to, to begin this interview soon uh, with Molly Abamsawin, award-winning Abenaki artist from the Odenok First Nation, a bassist, a singer-songwriter, a composer, um, steeped in both traditional music and Americana and the jazz tradition, embracing those multiple music traditions, and as she talks about, are really 
overlaying and, and doing that. It's part of the uh, international band, or the, the band that has toured internationally, Lula Wiles. And I thought maybe we would start a little bit with that. Um, but I want to let you know, too, her latest project, Sweet Tooth, an amazing release that made a lot of best of lists, including mine, uh, last year. Um, explores concepts of indigenous identity, colonization, and resistance, as well as liberation. Um, has worked in a lot of contexts, um, uh, as well as being uh, the founder and executive director of uh, the Bomazine Land Trust, a Wabanaki-led nonprofit for land remati- rematriation and food sovereignty. A lot of stuff um, happening there. Her sweet tooth. Uh, release is get, is getting a full tour, a full read uh, next Tuesday at Yoshi's. Excited for that Tuesday the twenty seventh, and um, we'll have some tickets later on, maybe after the interview. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to start with this once I find it and get it queued up. Um, there we go. So to begin, this is, um, yeah, one of the first releases from, we'll talk about this in a little bit, um, pr- probably more towards the end of the interview, actually, sort of con- putting into context her coming up through traditional music um, at Odenak in the First Nations um, reservation there, community and community music, um, and, and getting trained and creating this really um, interesting Americana-rooted trio. This particular release uh, coming out of the pandemic, coming out of uh, her respite and uh, retreat to back to Odenak. Um, and we're going to hear Lula Wiles. To begin, this is television, KXSFLP, San Francisco, 102.5 FM. KXSF, San Francisco Community Radio.
This is Molly Obamswin, and you're listening to KXSF FM 102.5, San Francisco, or unceded Ramaytush Ohlone territory. Tell me about Sweet Tooth, and, and, and where does the title come from? Why Sweet Tooth? <laughs> Everyone asks that question about the title, and I've actually never answered it outright. So, um, so I mean, Sweet Tooth, the album, uh, comes from a lot of deep reflection on the kind of traditional music of Indigenous people and the conversation about where jazz comes from. Mm. I've been a jazz musician for, um, you know, since I was like 12 or 13, um, when I first started playing and, you know, have always kind of gotten the story of, you know, the the meeting of the West African rhythms and improvising um, traditions with European instruments and, the you know, classical music influences coming together. Um, and it came together on Native land. And like Native people are not part of the origin story and, um at least weren't when I was, you know, coming up and getting my jazz education. And, and so I wanted to look at what our musical traditions as Abenaki people um, in, in my region, what, what our musical traditions bring. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, I also come from folk music. So that was natural for me as well to, to look backwards in that way in the archival recordings and think about how musics evolve over time regionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and in looking back into our music, I see a lot of the same characteristics, um, of origin that jazz, you know, is celebrated for having, right? Obviously the influence of the church, our people were, you know, very, uh, intentionally colonized by the church and the Catholic church. Um, and with that, all of our, the hymns that we were taught to sing in, you know, 11 D part harmony, Um, and a lot of these hymns have their variations that move all the way down South and we're part of the colonization of black Africans, um, who were enslaved. Right. And so there's that history. Um, but then there's also our history, um, the, the oral tradition that we have carried as indigenous people musically, as well as, um, in, in stories and, um, the value of improvisation across that medium. Um, that's held very deeply. So, so Sweet Tooth is kind of my statement, my, uh, I guess my composite of like all of the research that I did and mm. expressed through my lens as a jazz bassist. Mm. I, you've also you've talked about exploring all those concepts of, of, of indigeneity, of colonization, mm. and also called that your resistance suite at one. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that, that's really interesting to me. I mean, it draws on that african-american tradition as well there's yes. a, such a deep tradition of that right well i think it's in conversation with that african-american tradition right yeah. like that's yeah. it's happening and and our cultures always were here you know when um enslaved people were brought here they yeah. were immediately and consistently in conversation with the resistance of native people as well to the same colonization exactly um, so I'm, I'm curious about sort of the three movements it's mm-hmm. a three movements, you know, maybe geek out a little bit with me and tell me a little bit about the structure there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there is some level of biblical referencing um, mm-hmm. to that. Um, but 
without going too deeply into that, I'll just explain, you know, the first movement is, um, it's about the specific lineage of the Abenaki people um, who were displaced from our homeland and sent to a place called Odenak, which means the village. It's um, a gathering place that all of these different um, Wabanakis who were in diaspora went um, to take refuge, to um, be a place from which we would um, conduct warfare. And also it was a mission. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the story of my res reservation um so so the lineage um the first movement is about lineage to that specific place and the specific stories that we tell um in the opening song odina it's telling a history of leaving our homeland and going to odinac mm-hmm. um and the original piece lineage the second piece of that movement um is meant to kind of reach far back into time immemorial um and express from from beyond that reach, I guess. <laughs> um, and then the second movement is about the spiritual, um, the spiritual evolution that happens in that place at Odenak. Um, we have Wawasintonda, which is a um, Catholic hymn and it translates to religious song. Um, and it tells the story of Jesus descending into hell. Um, it's kind of an obscure little morsel of <laughs> theology. And um and then we move on to a traditional story from long before colonization called Bereguazoes, Um, And it's also a place-based story. And then the third movement um, is about right now and the future and kind of the, the policies era, mm-hmm. I would say, you know, um, the, the policies like the Indian Act or Blood Quantum um, on the U.S. side of the border that ask us to partition off pieces of ourselves along with the pieces of the land that get taken when we um when we fraction out of belonging into our communities in the eyes of the federal government
That first track, um, also you talked about legacy and lineage. It's You were saying a ballad from as long back as the 1700s. Mm-hmm. Um, and also sung um, and by a pioneer, another pioneering indigenous woman, Alanis Babamsu. Yeah, that's right. Is, is she a relative? And is that a, a deep legacy for you? I, I listened, dug into that mm-hmm. track and, and yeah. singing of that. She is a relative. Um, she is all Obamsoans are related. Um, she's not um, very closely related. I, I think that's something kind of different with native families that you'll get. Like there are like several sides of every family. And if you go back far enough, you're all related, but sometimes it's distant. So Alanis is one of those. Um, we're on the same side of the Obamsoan family, but still distant. <laughs> um, and she's a total I mean, total hero. She's, you know, the most prominent Abenaki um, person, you know, that's alive today. And um, she actually had a music career. A lot of people don't know that, but she collaborated, composed and performed with some of my immediate mentors um, that I play with now. Um, And she played with them back in the 80s. She played with um, Jane Cortez and Bill Cole and Warren Smith and all these like amazing improvisers and um theoreticians I guess of free jazz um back in the 80s when she was like making her mark and she recorded that song Budena um 
which is a song that was passed to her from her grandfather and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And, you know, I think especially with recent news breaking about, you know, people who we thought were indigenous women icons, like Buffy St. Marie, like we don't really have Buffy anymore. And I just like, that makes me ever more grateful for Alanis and all of the work that she's done consistently for the past 70 years. with Molly Abamsuin, great uh, jazz bassist, composer, uh, and activist from the Odenok First Nations in Canada and in New York, spanning those artificial borders. In the back, as we were talking about, we were hearing, we are hearing the Wawasintoda religious song deconstructing that that mission hymn, the residential school hymn, uh, the first part of Movement 2 of the Sweet Tooth that we'll talk about, that we are talking about. We began with uh, that reflection and the track Odana, the village, uh, learned from the singing of Alanis Obamsawin, uh, an incredible now still active in her 90s filmmaker, and as we were talking about, um, had also a jazz standard, a jazz, a jazz career, um, training with some of the interesting figures of that time. Um, we're going to carry on, but I do want to let you know that uh, that that uh, that San Francisco Community Radio is underwritten by. The Strand Salon. The Strand is a full-service hair salon located in San Francisco's Glen Park neighborhood, staffed by independent stylists who believe that independent radio is key to keeping San Francisco culture alive and thriving. Hours and more information can be found on their website at thestrandsalon.com. Thank you, Strand Salon, for supporting KXSF San Francisco Community Radio and ongoing. I'm going to continue with the interview with Molly Abobsawin. But first, and talk about that, that musical influences a little bit more deeply. Thanks again for tuning in. KXSF LP San Francisco 102.5 FM. So were there other immediate influences and in people who put you on this path as a jazz bassist, as an improviser? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I think I would have to credit um, Taylor Hobynum, my mentor, co-producer, teacher, friend. Um, he he helped me to get this music into, you know, a collective setting and with the compositions from the beginning. So that was um, he's a big one. Bill Cole, who I mentioned, another mentor. Um, I think like in 
as far as, you know, influences, musical influences beyond my like immediate relationships, I would definitely, you know, credit um, Don Cherry and Ornette Coleman, obviously, and Charlie Hayden and like that, that whole era of their kind of ecosystem of um, the music is really big for me. Um, I also think some of my contemporaries like Julia Keefe and Delbert Anderson have been really inspiring and um, helped me to like propel forward. <laughs> You you were playing in in Julie Keefe's big band, I, I understand, and I yeah picked that up, and that was really amazing. Yeah, oh my god, it's such a historic band. I'm so honored to be a part of it, and we are we have a lot coming up in the next couple of years. Okay. She's Nez Perce um, from Spokane, Washington, but based in New York. So an all an all indigenous band from across across Indian country, yeah. Uh, in terms of the sonic roots of some of this music, particularly Wawa Sintoda, moving from a, a sort of these marching band figures into the more free expression and the more improvisation towards the end of that piece, mm -hmm. I wonder if it's conscious. I mean, it, I was looking at this the wonderful album, and the back of the the back of the mm -hmm. the album has this. You know what I assume is from maybe a residential school band or from something like that, but but that history of how the white colonizers and the, the church brought in these marching bands, well, and and have heard stories of in those incredibly abusive settings of the residential schools, how that's where a lot of folks of that generation and folks really even in the last generation learned mm -hmm. that. Yeah, sort of yeah, it. it's definitely a part of the story I'm trying to tell with this album and with other work that I'm involved in as well you know I think um the residential schools obviously were designed to um re acculturate retrain rewire the you know indigenous communities indigenous children to assimilate into European traditions and the popular music of you know the turn of the 20th century was marching band music a lot of those instruments yeah you know the students were taught those instruments and they were taught the catholic hymns right and um and this was a federally funded program to bring yeah civilization to indigenous children and i think a lot of the first kind of generation of indigenous jazz musicians to rise to prominence were really influenced by that experience and the picture on the back of the album is um actually the marching band at Odenak um that I believe was um kind of set up by the Catholic school that was on our reservation um and I think we borrowed a few players from Pierreville the white town right <laughs> next door but we were not unique at all there were small ensembles and big bands on uh, reservations all across the United States and Canada in the early 1900s and I guarantee you over half of the tribal nations have archival pictures of like, yeah, my great grandfather, like with the big drum or like he played the snare or like they played the trombone and, and it's like, it's everywhere. And nobody talks about that. But, you know, I think about, I think about that history. And then I think about people like Warren Smith, uh, incredible drummer um, that I've been lucky to play with. And he's played with everyone in the last hundred years of, you know, improvised music and, and popular music too. And he, he grew up in marching bands in Chicago. Um, he's Black and has told me before that he also has Indigenous lineage on his mother's side. And, you know, it's the same story, right? And, like, there's different ways that they got there. But, um, you know, and there's different 
factors if you're urban or if you grew up on a reservation but the the circle of the story of jazz is like yet to be fully filled out with our part of it were there people um in your lineage and your ancestors that you sort of pulled from those stories of people playing in those kind of bands and i know there's some wonderful narration and archival stuff later on in the third movement right mm -hmm. was did you as part of your research did you pull up that kind of personal personal connection to those bands so i haven't found anything direct i haven't looked too hard for you know the names of the people who were in the Odenak big bands mm -hmm. only because I just didn't think to honestly it didn't feel that important um I'm sure they are they are my great uncles you know um right. but in my direct line my grandfather was a jazz um guitarist and mandolin player um out in actually in San Jose mm -hmm. um yep they moved out there when my dad was a little kid and so my dad grew up playing jazz guitar with his dad and then I grew up playing jazz with my dad um and so in my direct line I'm not sure you know about the generation beyond my grandfather and how it might reach across to the big band stuff on the reservation but I'm pretty sure you know the when they were on the res um that was in the air right like people were all doing that so I'm sure there's an influence if not a direct you know paper trail of them being part of the big band well in that the second composition in in the second movement um there's that beautiful field recording in the background mm -hmm. and, a, mm -hmm. and, and a traditional story can you tell us a little bit about that yeah, yeah. I love that one so it's um it is a story that I found in the archives of Dartmouth College, which holds a lot of Abenaki material. Uh, a certain ethnologist that studied our people very closely in the 1950s um, was working for Dartmouth. So all of his research is there uh, in those archives, which is also the school that I went to. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was doing that research and I came across that recording um, as well as the recording for what was in Tonda. The Pedagoazo's story is told about the Lake Champlain region, um, which is actually in Vermont. And it's a place where our ancestors at Odenak um, have a very deep um, history. And it's actually where a lot of them came from before they went to Odenak. And so the story that Teofil Panidis of the Panidis family is telling is about a spiritual journey um, to that place during a thunderstorm. Mm.
Community Music Center is a San Francisco vital hub for music education and performance anchored in the city's Mission District and the Outer Richmond. Founded in 1921, CMC is a nonprofit organization providing high-quality music instruction to anyone, regardless of financial means, and inspiring students to reach their fullest potential. For information on classes, summer camps, or how you can help CMC enrich scholarships for in-need students, go to sfcmc.org. AD, check out San Francisco Community Music. Had the ED Julie Steinberg on last week. San Francisco Community Music reopening their Mission District Center this weekend with a big uh, celebration and open house on Sunday. Check it out at sfcmc.org. And this is the Frequency Uplift and San Francisco Community Radio in the house. And uh, in the middle of a set of interview and music feature with Molly Abomsawin, amazing um, First Nations artist from uh, Odenak, the Odenak First Nation in Canada, um, a jazz composer, indie songwriter, um, Americana and folk traditions verse uh, musician, who's appearing uh, this coming uh, Tuesday, the 27th, at Yoshi's, I think it's an 8 o'clock show, doors at 7.30. Uh, we're going to carry on with the interview. We will have tickets at the end of the interview uh, for that, so stay tuned. Other, some, some other great tickets um, and shows to talk about, but uh, right now we're focusing on this. We just heard the track, uh, as we had talked about, uh, with Molly Pedeguajos, a really interesting... Um, bit of archival material sampled there, a uh, traditional tale told by Theophila uh, Panidis and the music composed featuring Molly Obamsawin's bass and composition, um, bringing that, uh, that tale to life called Little Round Mountain um, from the archives that we'll get into and talk about. Um, but yeah, stay tuned, stay tuned for tickets, stay tuned for Gage, who's coming through at one o'clock with, to take you off the hook. And, uh, but meanwhile, let's go back to the interview with Molly Abomsman talking about that archival process, her research, uh, and some, some more about the music behind this incredible release, Sweet Tooth, that will have an airing at Yoshi's on, uh, the next Tuesday. All here at KXSF, Frequency Uplift, Molly, Molly Obams, and Ornette Coleman in the back. You did that research as you worked at Dartmouth and worked with Taylor Hobinum and engaged in those archives as well. It sounds like you were part of that rematriation process of some of those archives and some of that material. How was that engaging that elite academic institution about that kind of thing? It was interesting. I mean, you know, I think... I <laughs> I hoped that the library itself would have been more on top of categorizing and organizing our material because to us it's all so important mm -hmm. and it's you know pieces of our history and our um, inheritance that we've been separated from and so when I went in there I had to kind of learn that um, they they hadn't been like keeping 
the best track of things <laughs> there. Um, I think all archives probably have a similar problem, honestly. Um, but it was really deep to to dig into that history. And, you know, I don't know if I said this explicitly, but Dartmouth was founded to um, in, in similar ways to residential schools, right, to civilize the Indians. And mm. um, it was, you know, founded 200 at least years prior to residential school federal policies, but it had the same concept and it was specifically targeting um, the Abenaki people. Mm. So, um, so since the beginning, I've had ancestors who went to that school um, and that was pretty profound to like read about the history of like the first Abenakis and then look at my genealogy chart and be like, oh, Okay, so mm -hmm. that's the beginning of that family and like that's a, you know the mm -hmm. first documentation of this guy in my other line and i'm like wow yeah and the fact that i went to that school is you yeah. know yeah so a lot of that material has come back now to odinak into the yeah yeah so they dartmouth worked pretty pretty directly with the odinak uh, museum musée des abenakis and um so i i had some role in in um just kind of pointing out specific things of note um, that are in the archives, but they're working more, like I wasn't central in the return of those things. Mm -hmm. But you are central in another uh, land trust. I want to come back to the music, but since mm -hmm. we're going to ask about that work, you focused on land back initiatives in Maine that successfully mm -hmm. returned some land in the Kennebec region. Right? Yeah, yeah, yep. We've been hard at work. We're still doing that. And it's looking mm -hmm. like it's going to keep going well. And so, yeah, we started that land trust during the pandemic, a bunch of us who have been, you know, involved in rematriation work for much longer. Mm -hmm. And and I'm technically the ED of that, although I like we really have a beautifully healthy work share um, <laughs> practice so that I can also be a touring musician. Yeah, um, it's it's beautiful what's happening in Maine and between all of the Wabanaki tribes. Back to the music. The band includes a mentor you were talking about, brilliant cornetist and, and mm -hmm. composer and their Oakland drummer, Savannah Harrison, the band. That's right. She's from Oakland. Ah, oh my God. I forgot. Yeah, Savannah, I mean, what a legend. And I'm so happy for her, just everything that she has going on. Um, I just hope she continues to expand um <laughs> take over the whole world um she was she was such a joy to work with and so professional and so um such a versatile drummer you know um really really beautiful mind meld that we had on that album um so that was savannah and i hadn't met her or played with her hardly before recording so um yeah incredible um maybe it's our like oakland bay area connection that <laughs> i did it um and then we had Miriam El Hajli on vocals and guitar, um, second vocals, and she's someone I've known for a really long time. Um, we actually started in Boston, started our college careers together before I moved on to Dartmouth. And um, she really specializes in the folk musics of Venezuela and Latin America, and she's she's more of a folklorist as well. And um, incredible improviser, but like really steeped in the folk traditions. So it was really important to me to have her grounding in that on this album, because even though she doesn't play the folk music of my people, she was really coming with a vernacular and like a reverence for the tradition that I think, um, you know, folks who are like steeped in the jazz training uh, don't aren't necessarily exposed to in the same way. And so I like I credit so much of the like 
grounding of the album to Miriam's presence, honestly, a huge presence, even though she plays such like delightfully min- minimal things um, for so much of the album. And um, Noah Campbell on tenor sax and soprano sax, amazing player, improviser. Um, we got connected at Dartmouth um, and played in Taylor's band together. So we we're kind of siblings in that way. Um, it was beautiful to have him on the album. And he's a kid. He's he's a pup. He was like 21, maybe, on the recording. Um, and Allison Burek on Reed's total friggin' monster. Um, yeah, and and they were um educated at NEC and Berkeley. Um and uh yeah, just I mean, like every time I asked her, you know, like for for what I wanted or like just gave her like a gestural direction, she like was able to able to do it and embody it and like I don't know. I, f- I feel like we had a real like Mingus Dolphy relationship that came mm-hmm. out and, and still going very strong. She'll be on the gig um, at Yoshi's in very the quartet. Good. Yep. And uh, who am I forgetting right now? Taylor. I think I got them all. I got them all. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm really excited for the, for this gig and uh, yeah, yeah the, the full piece live. It's um, it's gonna be amazing. It'll be fun. It'll be different because we'll be quartet. So um, yeah. and I'll have Magdalena Abrego on the guitar, um, oh, nice. which is yeah, she's incredible. Um, Allie on reeds, um, myself, and then Evan Whittle, um, who is based in Seattle on drums. Okay, excellent. We're looking forward. So um. Let's think. I wanted to go back into the whole stuff about movement three and ending with that piece, Blood Quantum. Mm-hmm. Really, you know, you're confronting those imposed and divisive rules around who belongs mm-hmm. and tribal citizenship and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us to tell us about the choice to end with that issue and how that mm. how that kind of felt felt like a culminating part of that that suite for you. Yeah, I think that ending on that issue is um, it's more like posing a question, mm-hmm. you know, um, to Native listeners. And, um, you know, the title of the tune is Blood Quantum Nuevo Chiscoica Poitoa, which means I stand ready to face and fight him, mm-hmm. you know. And and I think that's important um, that this, the tune, Blood Quantum, although it's a question, it ends with a chant written by um, myself um, with help from my partner who's Penobscot and um, a grandmother in the Penobscot community, um, basically making the statement that um, we're still fighting and we need to honor our women and our grandmothers and the lineage that gives us power. Um, And I think that, um, you know, because women are where power comes from and People like to forget that. Uh, and, and so, and I wanna, I wanted to end with that thought. I wanted to send people off thinking about that, you know, look at all that we have gone through in the last several hundred years, but look beyond that to before the apocalypse arrived here and look at us now, we're still here. And yes, we still have questions to answer, um, but we can, and we've been fighting and we can always fight more because that's what our ancestors taught us. Yeah. Indeed, in the background, one of the one of the references and uh, name checks that Molly made, the Delbert Anderson Trio and Navajo 
trumpet player out of uh, Shiprock, born in Shiprock, New Mexico, anyway. Delbert Anderson is actually coming to SF Jazz in the, I think, in the summer. But uh, we'll, maybe we'll fo- do some focus listening on that. This is the track Nar- Narbona from Manitou. But we're going to get back uh, to finish this and have the long track uh, finish this interview and this feature and have the long track that uh, Molly Abamsawin um, was just talking about the Blood Quantum release and I'm not sure I can say the Abenaki but we're going to come back but I do need to take care of a little business it is about 11.50 right now want to let you know that underwriting support for KXSF is provided by Brian Thompson the web guy Building websites since 2001, the web guide delivers affordable and effective websites for local businesses, creatives, and professionals all across the globe. The web guide can be contacted by email at bt at bryanthompson.net. So that's bt with Brian with a Y, Thompson, T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N. Dot net. Thank you, WebGuy, for supporting KXSF San Francisco Community Radio and the Frequency Uplift, by extension. So we got a little bit more of the interview. We'll probably go over the 12 o'clock hour just a little bit, because this is a long track. We're going to go into the one she was talking about, ending with that chant, uh, composed both by uh, our... Our interviewee today, Omalia Bamsu, an incredible uh, jazz artist, composer, and as we'll hear a little later, uh, also uh, indie rock. Uh, amazing figure. I was going to say goddess, but uh, what's the non-binary for goddess? Um, yeah, also that, that chant composed with their partner, a Penobscot uh, person, Lakota Sanborn. And Carol Dana, a grandmother of the Penobscot Nation and a language keeper for her community, uh, dealing with that translation. You'll hear that at the end. This is a long, a long track. It'll probably take us right to the 12 o'clock hour. Here we go. KXSF LP San Francisco, Molly Abamsawin's Blood Quantum. Thanks for tuning in. And I meant to say, if you want to hear tickets, want to win tickets, you go hear Molly Obama's win Tuesday, the 
this coming Tuesday, February 27th. Give me a call at 415-648-7327. And we'll return to Blood Quantum.
This is Molly Obamson, and you're listening to KXSF FM 102.5, San Francisco, or unceded Ramaytush Ohlone territory. And still have these strong women, strong role models, strong, you know, leaders. Um, that chant was incredible. So, yeah, I stand to face him. I face him defiantly, unflinchingly, I confront mm -hmm. him. And mm -hmm. remember our matriarchs and we honor our grandmothers. So mm -hmm. beautiful, beautiful world. And you guys work together to create. And, uh, yeah, Lakota and I uh, yeah. wrote it. Carol um, recorded that statement and the definition um, with one of the linguists that was working with the Penobscot Nation. Um, and so she helped to consult the um, the translation. And we like to give her credit. Um, as much, right. much as possible yeah and she is so embodying of the ethos of that chant so <laughs> well, so 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 much of this work is a work of resistance how in general how, how do you see the role of art and music in the the broad struggle for for social mm -hmm. change and for you know justice oh it's always a hard question to answer because i you know i'm i'm also an organizer a community organizer and i recognize and revere the amount of stamina and hard work that it is to actually do um that organizing on the ground you know to organize the revolution <laughs> to organize community and take care of each other and um, build education and solidarity um and as a musician i'm doing vastly different work um than that you know, and and so so I do both, but I like respect and recognize that these are very different um, workflows, and um, and I think that the biggest thing that we as artists offer to the movement is some level of repose and inspiration and validation and um, encouragement to keep going. I think, you know, and I think that especially having artists out here who can represent um, the, the movements, um, I think it really helps encourage people um, to, to see themselves reflected, you know, to see themselves being represented um, in media and the viewpoints of the movement being, you know, represented. I get so much from, you know, watching interviews of Nina Simone you know, talking about Marxism, right? Talking about revolution. And um, and I get so much from that because I'm like, not only was she an amazing artist, but she was so grounded in justice and like what we were actually fighting for. She could name what she was fighting for. Mm -hmm. And music doesn't always directly name it, you know, like my suite actually doesn't. It doesn't right. say, you know, decolonize now. Yeah. Right. It asks questions. It reflects. It tells a story. Um, it educates. Yeah. Um, so so we have an angle. We have a place. We have a very important role in movement building and resistance. Um, but it's it's also just an accompaniment. Mm -hmm. And an honoring. And it's mm -hmm. a brilliant bit of honoring, I have to say. Um, I want to yeah. thank you for, for that work. And, uh, yeah, thank you.
I wanted to ask a little bit about the album Greatest Hits as well. Um, just out this month, a, a real wonderful duo indie rock project with guitarist Magdalena Abrego. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll, be, we'll be hearing. Yeah, me and Magdalena have a very niche set of musical influences and uh, expressions, and somehow they will both line up with each other. So <laughs> um, I'm so excited. So we just announced um, that we'll be going by the name Dear Lady. Um, I as saw that. Yeah, which is Wait, the reservation dogs. It must be. Yeah, well, so the the episode that our music was featured on was the Dear Lady episode, um, yeah. but also in in Abenaki at Wabanaki cultures, we have our own Dear Lady. Um, right. She's named Wombi Kokoka. Uh, uh, Nolka. Yeah, um, which means white doe. Um, she's like an albino uh, deer, and but similar vibe. You know, she teaches the men how to behave. Uh, very important <laughs> um and uh i'm stoked you know the the album is i said that it's a collection of songs about intimacy under colonialism which is just an edgier way of saying that it's a collection of songs about my feelings because we are all under colonialism uh, <laughs> but um people seem to love it and um shoegaze but we still have our like very experimental improvising and um kind of world building um atmospheric rock i love that you know, that edgy description i was like, okay, that's a selling point for me right there. nice nice but, um, yeah. yeah and and yeah do you see those kind of i mean you've moved you you have this amazing practice moving from americana with with um the band little the, wiles yeah the wiles i i, oh, I yeah. love that last album which seemed like yeah. it started Mm -hmm. through the pandemic and and you being at odinak and and mm -hmm. kind of you're writing more in that album there's a lot of really yeah thank you for noticing that yeah yeah it's been a transition i i love the balance of being able to do both um the the jazz the improvised stuff and the indie stuff and songwriting and i feel like i really need both yeah. so I'm, I'm happy to be able to do both and hopefully it won't confuse people too bad doing film scores too yeah yeah um yeah we just um premiered 
my debut score at Sundance Film Festival um, last month. It was so awesome. I'm really excited. And I, I really hope the film uh, is able to be seen far and wide. It's a really important film about residential schools, actually, and, and, and survivors. Sugarcane, right? Just the name. Mm -hmm. Sugarcane, directed by Julian Brave Noise Cat and Emily Cassie. Well, um, thank you so much for your time. I'm really excited, yeah, for it to play at Yoshi's, such a historic place, and uh, it's going to be great to come back to the Bay Area. Uh, is that a big tour? Um, we're doing Yoshi's, um, Red Cat in LA, the Cal Arts, and then we'll be doing a short residency at um, Monterey Bay, California State University, Monterey Bay. And how about Greatest Hits? Will Dear Lady be, be touring soon? I hope Dear Lady is getting to the West Coast soon. Keep an eye out for the summer schedule. It's um, it's going to happen. We'll at least be in New Mexico. Um, it's almost a West Coast, almost. right? Uh, okay. We're trying to make it. We're trying to connect it. So keep an eye on the, the calendar. Cool. Thank you, Molly. I really do appreciate your time. And um, yeah, brilliant, brilliant work, brilliant music. Thank you so Have much, a great Brian. time up in the Oregon woods. Thank you. All right. Well, maybe I'll see you at the show. You absolutely will. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Take care. Bye and that was the final tracks of an interview with Molly Bomswin, a great uh, Abenaki artist from uh, Odenak First Nations and the composer of the Sweet Tooth Suite, which we will hear um, in its entirety. Congratulations, ticket winners, uh, at, uh, at Yoshi's on Tuesday the 27th. And yeah, excited, excited to be uh, hearing that music uh, in a quartet format uh, with Magdalena Abrego, who we just heard uh, the track Dedication. That's kind of the segue between those interview segments. Uh, Molly Abomsuin and Magdalena Abrego going by as we were talking about the uh, name of a great character and a great and a great um, yeah, avatar, really, in, in, in lots of uh, native... American and First Nations cultures, as she was saying. So, uh, yeah, going to carry on. Gage is coming through. I do need to yeah, take care of a little business. Thanks for uh, staying with us here. We'll have some more tickets just in a little bit. I uh, want to let you know, though, that uh, KXSF is supported and uh, underwritten by Old Jerusalem. A small family-owned Mediterranean restaurant with a beautiful heated outdoor patio. Old Jerusalem is 16 years in the heart of the mission. Their West Bank cuisine is a traditional spread of Middle Eastern delights, ranging from lamb mansaf, shawarma, kebabs, to vegetarian dishes like falafel and homemade hummus, plus their famous dessert, kunafa, made in-house on a traditional cast-iron griddle. You can check them out at www.oldjerusalem.co or visit at 2966 Mission Street at 26th, two blocks from 24th Street BART in San Francisco. And yeah, we carry on. I want to feature some other uh, Native artists. Um, this uh, really interesting, kind of more indie rock uh person was uh named Hotothli out of ship uh, out of um the Navajo Nation and uh they were just 
just miss them. Uh, they were at Medicine for Nightmares yesterday uh, doing some of their music and reading at San Francisco State, some of their poetic work. Um, and they just put out a, a late last year a really interesting full release, um, which we're going to dig into actually a demo on the expanded version. This is Hatothli, Male Rain Days. And uh, we'll be back with some tickets. Some more, one more set of tickets. And I uh, hope you give me a call. 415-648-7327. And uh, yeah, after this, I'll uh, let you know what tickets those are going to be. Here at San Francisco Community Radio, KXSFLP, San Francisco, 102.5 FM. Thank you. 
From his life work, absorbing the vast terrain of all recorded music, each week, Gage Kennedy expertly curates bespoke programs which lean rock but reveal connections between genres, eras, continents, and cultures. Plus, he always includes long sections that sound like an old motor sputtering or ominous, crackly, metallic static. It's off the hook. Fridays, 1 to 4 on KXSF LP 102.5. Indeed. In the back, a little uh, as we were talking about in the interview with Molly Obamswin. And again, thanks to Molly for uh, doing that interview and for that amazing music, Sweet Tooth, that uh, again we will hear on Tuesday, the 27th uh, at Yoshi's 8 p.m. show. Doors at 7.30, I believe. You can check it out at Yoshi's.org. And, yeah, in the back, Julia Keefe, leader of the indigenous big band orchestra that we were talking about. Also a noted jazz singer, as you can hear in the back, who is also, in fact, coming. There's a whole, there's uh, several of the artists name-checked uh, are coming in the SF Jazz summer season. Not till August, Delbert Anderson on August 15th, uh, that's for a quartet, and uh, a Julia Keefe quartet in August 16th. We're hearing you and the night and the music from nobody else but me. 
Before that, we heard we heard the wonderful Matu Wayuhi, an artist out of South Dakota who was deeply involved in the Reservoir Dogs soundtrack and uh, music composition work. And that's a collaboration uh, just out, uh, a collaboration with Black Belt Eagle Scout, incredible artist from uh, Puyawap uh, and Sonomish, I believe. Uh, First Nations people up in the Salish Sea area. And uh, they are coming. Black Belt Eagle Scout is. Uh, let me tell you, and before that we heard out of uh, Navajo Nation, Hatotli Male Rain Days from his release of late last year, Singing Into Darkness. And yeah, let me, uh, let me find that, that ticket. We have tickets for the wonderful Black Belt Eagle Scout. Sour Widows San Francisco Band opens Monday, the 26th, 7 p.m. show. And I have a pair of tickets for that. KXSFLP San Francisco. So give me a call. 415-648-7327. 415-648-7327. If you want to go here, Black Belt Eagle Scout uh, and the Sour Widows there uh, at the rickshaw stop in the beautiful city of San Francisco here on unceded Ramai Tush, Ohlone territory. Uh, and I want to carry on with someone from the area where Molly is at, a Puerto Rican woman out of Albany, New York, Taina Asili Resiliencia. And we're going to come back with some great new music from uh, Hooray for the Riff Raff, but KXSF LP, San Francisco Community Radio and the Frequency Uplift. Again, give me a call for that Black Belt Eagle Scout tickets, 415-648-7327. La lluvia cae, el río nos guía. La lluvia cae, el río nos guía. La
Tired to the tree when the hurricane comes, hurricane. 
escalating Palestinian-Israeli crisis is again catching countless innocent children in the crossfire. The Bay Area chapter of the Palestine Children's Relief Fund is one of many nonprofits organizing relief efforts. For 27 years, the PCRF has helped in providing urgent humanitarian care for Gaza's children. For more information, go to at PCRFSF on Facebook or online at PCRF.net. This message is brought to you by KXSF Acts. Indeed, do what you can for peace. Call for ceasefires, however you may, in the streets and elsewhere. But we have some great music to listen and to heal. Medicine for the people, just new release out from uh, South Africa's Asher Gamedze. Melancholia, live in Cairo. I think Maurice Lucas is on this album as well. Another Side with Another Time Ensemble, the release. Or name of the ensemble, name of the release. Uh, before that, we heard uh, brand new music, for, or at least the full release this week, from uh, Hooray for the Riff Raff, Alinda Cigar's brand new album, The Past is Still Alive, out on None Such. First to debut on None Such for her, an incredible uh, walk through that life. We uh, heard the track Snake Plant from the past is still alive. A call to survival ending with uh, test your drugs. Remember Narcan. Do not, do not leave this world before you have to. Other peons too. Folk, folk too soon passed. And I want to give remembrance for next Benedict, gone too soon, through violence and hate. Say, well, before that, we heard, speaking of resilient culture, no matter what, Taina Seeley, out of Albany, New York, Puerto Rican woman, Resiliencia, a favorite track. And thanks again to Molly Abamsuin for the interview. Thanks again to uh, you all for coming through, doing what you can to support peace and to support culture, especially here at San Francisco Community Radio. In the back, a little more Ornette Coleman because I just couldn't resist. And I also want to let you know about another thing since we were featuring a lot of uh, First Nations and Indigenous artists that there's a really amazing exhibition at the Richmond Art Center there on uh, 2540 Barnett Avenue out in, the Rich out in Richmond. The Richmond Art Center is featuring Many Hands, One World, Quilts from the Refinery Corridor, Healing Walks. These were a cycle of many years, I think four years, of marches and uh, pilgrimages really around the entire cycle of the refineries around, uh, around the Bay Area. Led by Indigenous Women in Prayer, Idle No More Bay, SF Bay Area, as well as others. Over 1,000 people walked hundreds of miles over four years, connecting one fossil fuel-impacted community to another along the Northeast San Francisco Bay. Creating quilts along the way, creating art uh, that was displayed and, and walked with, and that is on display uh, through March 16th at the Richmond Arts Center. There is also a stories and reflection on those refinery healing walks Saturday, March 2nd with an 11 a.m. reception and a 12 p.m. artist talk. 
you know, check it out at the richmondartscenter.org. And Gage is in the house, getting ready, getting ready to take you off the hook. And I was going to go from here to some other amazing work. Speaking of next Benedict, thinking about thinking about making a, that kind of difference in the world, changing minds, changing hate, allowing for free expression. At around that same, not at that same time, but the band uh, Big Thief made a beautiful call for um, gender justice, for for peace and, and love. <laughs> and so we're going to play that, the track from last year from Big Thief, Vampire Empire, here in KXSF LP San Francisco, the frequency uplift, Big Thief.
Yeah, yeah, that was the beautiful Sunny War Earth featuring Jim James from 2023's Anarchist Gospel. Before that, Big Thief's Vampire Empire, dedicated for me for next Benedict Rise in Power. In the back again, more of the orchestra polyrhythmo de Cantonu Rise in Power. Gustav, great bassist, passed on. And yeah, have to let you know that uh, KXSF is underwritten by Amoeba Music with locations in Berkeley, San Francisco's Haight-Ashbury District, and in Hollywood, California. Amoeba Music is a source for music, movies, and more. Amoeba Music can be found on the web at amoeba.com. That's A-M-O-E-B-A dot C-O-M. Thank you, Amoeba Music, and thanks to all of our underwriters for their continued and ongoing support of 102.5 FM KXSF, San Francisco Community Radio. We are just about out of time. Gage is in the house, about to take over, and I'm going to leave you... I'm going to leave you with this. Um, Time for the other one. I'm going to leave you with this from... uh, the wonderful uh, Azutuiline, a new dub out of Tunisia, uh, the Aman Aman dub, praying for peace. This is KXSFLP, San Francisco, and the frequency uplift and out.